So it is Carco and Carney, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. I'm James Van Osdell, and my car is parked in front of El Carrito on Lincoln Avenue by Peterson. It's Spanish for the Carrito. Uh, I'm here with Iowa CEO Joe Bourne. And before we begin this podcast, you should know this podcast is lovingly rendered, lovingly sponsored by our friends at Boost Mobile. The phone I'm going to do our Facebook Live session on is a Samsung Galaxy S8, which runs on the super fast, super powerful Boost Mobile network. Check out Boost, best deal in town, boostmobile.com, or visit any of their many brick-and-mortar locations. Joe, you feeling good? I am feeling good. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Osdell. All right, so we are here in front of El Carrito, which is right on the northernmost tip of Chicago. It's Mexican street food. I love this place. I've been here a handful of times. It's it's the tacos here are amazing. Yeah, it's a great place. And my fiance, who is half Mexican, says it's very authentic. And she lived in Mexico City for uh, for some years, so she ought to know. Yes. Well, see, and that's the thing too. I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. There are so many taquerias and places to buy tacos in Chicago. Sometimes I, I have a hard time knowing what's credible, what's not, what's good. Uh, and I think one of the hallmarks is a place that makes their own tortillas, which they do here. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I, I, I did not know that. All right. So a little bit of history. Joe Bourne, the CEO of Iowa, is someone who I've known for literal decades. We went to high school together. Yes. And uh, you were always an interesting, fascinating, creative dude. Uh, when you finished college, you went full bore into a world of invention and entrepreneurship. And before we get into Iowa, let's talk about the 90s. You wrapped up college and you invented what? Uh, the Skip Doctor. Yeah, CD and DVD repair device. And a little crank and you'd, uh, you'd fix your scratch scuffed uh, CDs and DVDs and CD-ROMs. Remember those? Uh, all those optical discs. Uh, uh, I, I played Mist back in the day. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully you had some scratched ones and we helped you. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the idea of inventing something is identifying a need or a problem that needs fixing. And you as a consumer of music and movies realize, yeah, th this stuff, this is a legit problem. Yeah, it had, in fact, I at the time, <clears throat> uh, I was uh, probably a junior senior in college and i had a roommate who had a scratch disc and they were pretty common a lot of us had it and i and i somehow knew i mean it's kind of a tinkering engineering mentality that you know i knew they were made of polycarbon i knew the basic you know i don't know the way that geeky engineers always kind of do there's just a natural curiosity and this is you know before the internet um, but, you know, you just, I knew that. And I also knew that, you know, we were buffing stuff. I, I was working at a body shop and I knew we were buffing polycarbonate paints uh, with some of the equipment they had there. So I just thought, hey, can that, is that polycarbonate the same? Can I use the same equipment and buff out a scratch? And so I did. I took his disc, I took it to the body shop and I buffed out the scratch. And, you know, that was sort of the start of that, uh, that journey. See, I, I'm always fascinated by entrepreneurship and that taking an idea and making it a reality because the steps along the way I think are prohibitive to most people from the raising capital to make it happen to the commitment to, to making it a real thing the the time commitment the the living it 24 7 
Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it, it really did start with, you know, my dad was so supportive. And, you know, he was like, look, you know, a generation ago I would have told you, get a job at a big company. And, you know, but now the loyalty's all gone. I mean, he was very prescient. He was an entrepreneur himself. And he's like, you know, you might as well give it hell on your own. And, um, you know, they weren't wealthy people. We had a little bit of a cushion. He said, you've, you've always got a place to come home. And uh, there was, most of all, this kind of this emotional safety net, like, hey, it's okay to fail. And he was mm-hmm. very genuine about that and so that sort of gave you like hey why not give it hell and um i definitely had the kind of you know invention creative side i mean i definitely see things you know for better or for worse and there's both you know as they should be rather than you know often uh, as they are and so you know you kind of hold that in your head and and you know you have a certain mix of optimism combined with realism and um you know, you, you one foot in front of another. I mean, a lot of the optimism is is a big help. It's a two-edged sword. But, I mean, I did that uh, experiment with my roommate CD, and at the time I probably, you know, was, I don't know, 20 years old or something, I probably would have told you, oh, I'm 80% of the way here. we got to build a machine. <laughs> or You know, I don't know what I would have said exactly. But whatever it was, you know, I was, you know, one-tenth of 1% of the way, and I certainly would have never dreamed that. And had I known, I wouldn't have done it. Um, so, you know, it was part of that, you know, naivete that, kind of drives you forward um there's a quote I've, I've i've looked for many times that you came from edison or someone that like you know if we weren't so young and naive and stupid we never would have done half the things we would have done you know we would have known better um and i definitely feel that was you know true of me certainly at the at the early stages and it it, it you know you gain a lot of experience along the way but you also you, know, you offset as you lose some of that bright-eyed naivete um you know you need kind of you know younger more naive you know bright-eyed people to kind of you know build that back and say why not we can you know we can do it when you you know you kind of know too much of what can happen so so not only are we in front of el carito we're also in front of foremost liquors on lincoln avenue everyone's leaving there so happy Lots of smiles walking out of the foremost tonight here on Taco Tuesday as we record this. This was a place, I don't know if you know this or it's appropriate to, to, to say this, but this foremost has been here for, you know, since we were in years. high school. Yeah, yeah. we used to camp out here and, <laughs> and uh, get beers from this place. To, to the, this was how we spent many of our Friday nights in the summer. And then we'd stick the beer that we procured in a, in a bush uh, and drank warm beers on uh, on, on, on Saturday. See, I remember striking out at Foremost a lot. Uh, my my go-to, uh, and this is completely inappropriate, and I hope our children don't listen to this, um, my go-to when I was in high school was a place on Devon Avenue. It was uh, like two or three blocks west of Ridge. It was called Old City Grocery. Okay. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember that place, but... I, I guess that was more of, I don't know, maybe senior year we would go there and we'd buy Black Label beer. Okay. Because it was the cheapest. Right, right. I mean, we weren't really connoisseurs. I mean, I remember every now and then someone would bring back a, a six-pack of Michelob and they were living high. Like, <laughs> oh, man, you really went to the wall today. You got Michelob. We're drinking Black Label. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, it, we should bust open some tacos as we talk. Uh, what did you get, barbacoa? I did. And you got the hot. Uh, did she say the red was the hot? I think that's what she said. The yeah. green was medium. Right. And you're wearing a pressed white shirt. An Iowa shirt, no less. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm going to urge caution as you do this. I got fish tacos, which should become obvious as I open this, right? This looks more like you. But yeah, I come here as often as I can. Uh, they also have a good horchata. I love a good horchata. Oh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, this smells fishy to me. 
Okay. Are you sure? Um, I don't know. They're all carefully hidden. Oh, no. I guess, no. You're right. Trade. And mine has, like, pineapple and slaw, and it just looks all kinds of delicious. And I'm going to try to put salsa on this. We already know how this story ends. <laughs> so what do you remember? I mean, before we talk about your business and your products, what do you remember most about high school? I guess, what do you remember about me? Uh, boy, this is a terrible, but I remember <laughs> you and I, hopefully this is not as almost in your minds as mine. We were screwing around. We were like after gym in the locker room and we were like play fighting and then I like connected with your chin. Oh my Not God, hard. I remember that. Uh, but it was terrible and you're like, oh my God. I mean, it wasn't like you got knocked down, but you definitely connected, you know, totally unintentionally. You're like, hey, you just punched me and I felt terrible. I felt terrible for I had forgotten years, about that. I'm, uh, I'm terribly sorry about remember that. that. And let's be clear. Joe is a fit dude. He he packed he packed something behind that punch. Well, it wasn't. I mean, you didn't, you weren't knocked over. I mean, thank God it wasn't <laughs> like there was no damage. But it was enough for you to like rub your jaw and be like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> okay, an unusual go-to for your first memory. Like my my memory of you in high school, it's more of a less of a an incident and more of just a, a broad feeling. You're always very intense. You had an intensity about oh, you. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. A, a very earnestness. A, just an intensity. Right. And you also had a wickedly dry sense of humor, which you still do. Oh, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Those things seem really positive. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm still much more intense. In fact, we got together, uh, a bunch of our mutual friends. You couldn't make it. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know, a month ago or something. Yeah, it's because the loop was uh, in the process of heading toward the shitter. <laughs> there, there, that was a, right, yeah. not a good week for me. <laughs> the uh, Well, you know, or maybe you don't, the, you know, the Chinese Zodiac repeats every 12 years. And so last year, um, if you were born between uh, January, I don't know, start of February of 69, um, and, you know, the 12 months after, then you're the year of the rooster, mm-hmm. the earth rooster. And so every 12 months, it's not really a propitious, it's a very, like, challenging year. Mm-hmm. So if you had a challenging year, that's at least consistent with what the Chinese Zodiac predicts. Okay. Uh, and I had a hell of a dramatic year. But, uh, yeah, so we had a, so we sat down and, you know, kind of talking. One of the questions that came up is, like, when's the last time you've, I don't remember how it was put, you know, uh, got excited, lost your cool at work. And for most of um, our friends, it's like, man, a long time. Like, it's very routine. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and they just have calmed down. And I was like, man, today. I mean, <laughs> it was like yelling and pounding on the table today. Uh, you know, and, and I don't even remember exactly what it was about. But, yeah, there's still, and I don't know whether that's a, you know, uh, a good thing. I feel like my health has been pretty good. And so, you know which way the causation flows you can judge for yourself but uh but you know and also it just isn't life as an entrepreneur is just not routine i mean mm-hmm. you know i i talked to some of my friends you know mutual friend who's a partner at a law firm he's been doing largely the same thing advancing you know of course but you know largely the same thing for you know 25 years and he's like i know i'm in trouble if i have to think hard um, because it's so routine, he knows what he's doing, it, and and I don't feel that way at all. Every day I have to think hard. Every day is mm-hmm. really just incredibly challenging. So, you know, again, which way the causation flows, whether that's good or bad, I can't say. But it's you know, it's definitely uh, a part of my life. So, 
back to the food for a second. These fish tacos, the pescado tacos that I'm eating, they, they have the pineapple and the slaw. There's such a nice balance of sweet and hot. The fish is delicious, and I love these homemade tortillas. These homemade uh, corn tortillas, they're a little bit thicker than traditional corn tortillas. How are the barbacoa? Yeah, it's terrific. So, I mean, they've got like um, pickled red onions, which mm-hmm. are really terrific. Um, they've got the cilantro. Um, and yeah, the homemade tortillas, I mean, it's just very soft. I mean, it's, you know, it's almost a difference between homemade pasta and, and, and you know, something out of a Exactly right. It's a big, big difference. Um, no, they're delicious. They're really delicious. You're talking about entrepreneurship where every day is different. You don't have that routine. You, you're not on autopilot. With the challenges and the ups and the downs, and especially in the world of startups, the highs can be really high, the lows can be really low. Despite all that, could you ever imagine yourself working in a normal office um, after all these years of entrepreneurship? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, look, I, I, I have got, I've just got, got to, to try it at some point, you know, and, and hopefully it's like through an acquisition or something else. But man, I mean, this is a whole part of what a big cross section of the population does, and I have no understanding. Of it. You know, like seriously, <laughs> like, well, from reading Dilbert's cartoons, I can guess. It's not far off. It's not far off. <laughs> well, it may well be, and and everyone, broad consensus, like you will hate it. You will not. Now I can imagine that because it's like, the one thing I can say is as frustrating, you know, and difficult as it's been, you know, in my career, to a reasonable approximation, I haven't had a moment. Uh, of, of you know make work um, and I haven't had really boredom um, and and those two things are you know they don't feel like much consolation when you're just you know feel like you're getting it from all angles and during one of those lows of which there are a lot but by the same token you know I start getting into a place where I'm filling out TPS forms and you know 80% of my day is make work and I had I'll tell you a story I had I was you know like looking at during one of the lows I was talking to one of my friends and she's a longtime marketing consultant. She's like, I think you should try the marketing consult, not marketing consulting, but consulting, freelance mm-hmm. work. I'm like, well, that might be interesting. I mean, I have the resource of larger companies, mm-hmm. assuming I can get those gigs. And, you know, I realize not 100% of my stuff would come to mean anything as it does now. But, you know, there'd be more. And she's like, not 100%, like none to a good approximation. And that was a very sobering <laughs> moment. She's like, well, I don't know if I could do that. Like, she's just like, our fulfillment comes from our building our consulting business not any of the individual projects of which virtually none come to any fruition like that would really be hard to like feel like i'm just you know grinding through it for no right impact so i don't know i mean i you know but it it would it would you know i think it would be i think it would be tough and i think that you know the the the, you know the thrill of getting a regular paycheck i don't have to worry about would you know probably wear off you know pretty quickly when you know in lieu of just you know not feeling like I was accomplishing much and not having the upside of my own work and it's it's you know it's hard to imagine I would you know write it out there but you know Um, all right so what I want to do since we both finished eating I want to talk about Iowa I want you to demo Iowa products here in the car Uh, but to do that I'm going to start the Facebook live you you cool with this sure all right I I need like a phone book or something Uh, so here it is it's Caracon Carne the live Facebook live stream uh, courtesy of Boost Mobile that right there is Joe Bourne he is the CEO of Iowa he's also a longtime friend of mine we went to high school together and uh, we've known each other for literal decades and 
what you'll hear on carconcarne.com when this episode is published. Some high school memories where we got beer when we were underage. Uh, but now I want to talk specifically about Iowa. Joe, Joe even brought some props, some audiovisual aids. Let's start with how you became CEO of Iowa, because when we were kids, Iowa was not run by the Bourne family. <laughs> that's, that's, that's correct. It was not. My dad was an industrial filmmaker who uh, <laughs> probably couldn't tell you what Iowa was. Um, but, uh, yeah, by the way, I am. Uh, I, I was the CEO. I'm now the chairman and CTO. So we brought in a new CEO, I'm, which I'm very excited about bringing him on. It was one of the happiest days of my life. Um, but uh, You'll so always I'm, be CEO to me. All right. <laughs> thank you. That's how you I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> In any case, so no, we, uh, it's an interesting story and uh, uh, um, uh, it's kind of, you know, I could really go down the rabbit hole in this, but the bottom line is it wasn't a normal acquisition. Uh, Sony sunsetted the brand in uh, 2006, 2007. Uh, it was a very big brand during its heyday, you know, $2 billion. Sure. I, I'm sure I had, I was equipment components when i was growing up right right yeah a lot of people certainly you talk to somebody our age and they mm -hmm. know it you know millennials don't but but certainly people our age and uh uh so they uh, basically sunsetted the brand and there was a third party actually a guy in chicago a guy mark toman dormitus brands and he's this is his thing he resurrects old brands so he he acquired this uh, in the u.s uh you know he did this, something similar with Nintendo, with Slice, uh, um, uh, Brim, uh, Decaf Coffee, and a number of I'm sure he's so, looking at Sears right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's right. got designs he's on that. swooping around. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think the time when Tolman comes in is not to, you know, there's a transition. Yes. Um, so uh, he... Um, so he got this brand. He and I have known each other for a while, and he knew I was in consumer electronics at the time. We were making Android docking devices, but, you know, a lot of uh, uh, history in C. And he said, you know, what could you do with this brand? I said, oh, we could do a lot. Um, and uh, so that's essentially how it happened. Uh, and so actually Sony, you know, they it was not a, you know, some of these other big brands, you know, they wind down, there's bankruptcies, they do big licensing programs. It wasn't that way. It kind of, you know, Sony like let it go. And really much to their credit, they didn't, they didn't uh, uh, claim they were using it or claim they would mm -hmm. use it. And so it kind of, some fell in the public domain, some different regions they, they did different things with. With. So, you know, there's a different group in uh, Latin America that has Iowa, a different group in, in uh, out of Tokyo and, and Asia that has Iowa there. And, you know, we're U.S. and, and Europe. So um, so it's kind of an interesting, you know, mishmash. I mean, if you yeah. look at the world, like the way open source is and the collaborative and, and things. And open you know, source is where your background is. Completely. Yeah. So so a lot of so that's obviously contingent on IP too. the trademark stuff is something new. But, you know, the reuse and the collaboration with, you know, broad open community on intellectual property is something I've been doing for for a long time so this does fit into that and, and I think it's very you know I think it's very interesting and I think it's a you know it turns out to be a very uh, kind of exciting way to do this because you've got all these regional groups that are not licensees they're owners and right. you know the difference between owning a vehicle and running it you know the, the the we're all building equity around these things so it's it's pretty I think it's pretty exciting and I'm trying to remember going back to high school did you have just a big, booming, kick-ass component system? Were you, were you an audiophile as a kid? Uh, I don't know. I'd say I was an, 
an audio file, but we all, I mean, it was a different time. And this is part of what's, you know, kind of exciting too. And I remember, uh, a, you know, a mutual friend had a big, uh, big bookshelf system with infinity speakers. And he did have an Iowa uh, tape deck. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of my kind of memories. We'd go over there and listen to Rush or, you know, and. Uh, um, Wait, hang know, on. Best Rush album? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a. I don't know. We, I, I know that our go-to song for all when you get a new piece of equipment was Red Bear Chetta. So oh yeah, that's that, a good one. So uh, yeah, was, moving uh, pictures, solid album. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So that, so that was our. Uh, um, I don't know. That's the best Rush album, but that was our go-to. You know, to test out our new. We always need reference songs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, so you know, but that's also part of it. What's exciting is, and I will talk about this, but you know, bringing back, um, you know, whether you call it big sound or whatever you want to call it, there's a whole place. There's a giant gap in the market. There are reasons that this has happened, but it has very little to do with, you know, consumer. That consumers don't appreciate good sound. That just simply is not true. That's a conclusion I'm drawn. But you know, so so is it just driven by convenience that we've gone away from big sound uh it is it is driven by convenience and and convenience is important has always been important but i mean people would say oh we went from cds to mp3 players and the ipod so that tells you sound doesn't matter no it tells you that convenience is very important but you know and again there may be a big chunk of consumers i don't know what numbers are that don't really care about sound quality but there's clearly a big chunk that do and then there's also a very big chunk that can be educated that yeah your experience really is better parties are better you just cannot have the same party with a dinky tin can speaker nope. that you with a real party you, you don't have the same emotion in your music if you have you know real headphones versus you know the the the, the you know earbuds that came with your with your phone or whatever um uh, no offense to boost but uh you know but there's a there is a real need to upgrade you know some of the headphones that that come with a lot Absolutely. of devices um so and, and especially now, it's such an exciting time because the level of, of, of um, files that you can get through a normal Spotify or YouTube or, or, you know, any of these set on a high quality is what we would have considered audiophile many years ago. So, For sure. you know, we call it the last yard. So, you know, like the last mile of, 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 of you know, Internet to get to your house. You've got incredibly high quality audio at your headphone jack or the Bluetooth or wherever. You just need to bring it that last yard. And you can deliver some really incredible uh, uh, sound quality today. So when you took over Iowa, U.S. and Europe, did you have what we're about to see as uh, your goal? Like that was the first thing you wanted to get to market or did you have like a list of things you wanted to kind of get to for release? Well, so we did have, uh, and, and we're very research driven, and we did listen, you know, to our consumers very hard. That's kind of one of the hallmarks. Um, and so, you know, but I did have a, 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 a gut instinct that there was a gap in the market that, hey, you know, the, the, these little, uh, you know, Pringles can speakers had become the new home stereo, just yeah. out of sheer convenience. Um, but if we could take the convenience of Bluetooth and bring back a real home stereo experience, we'd have something. There was a there was a subset of users. We didn't know how big or small. And again, your first thing is your foot in the door with some unique offering that would really want home stereo uh, uh, performance with the convenience of Bluetooth. And so that kind of drove the vision. And, and I remember we did, you know, kind of refining that. We had these cardboard boxes that we showed and we brought in, we said our target market is, you know, uh, you know, this kind of guy that, you know, we'd kind of, you know, did, did our kind of 
guesswork on and we brought them all in we had three different focus groups we had these cardboard boxes and i was with two millennials um and they were just incredulous there was a small box it was a little bit bigger and they're like how about this and i was still dinky you know even though it's twice the size of yeah. you know, almost anything on the market bigger box and then they had one box that was like a throw just i had to get it out of the out of the the, the uh, hallway they're like what about this and like yeah that's about right because again they were looking as we would like hey a home stair that's a yeah. real speaker and uh and so that was kind of formed the basis for like no we really do have this size to play with as a unique offering it was very bold and certainly a bunch of people look at and be like that's too big i yeah. use it you know i i'm a bike commuter and i i travel i want it in my suitcase or backpack and but you know there's a big chunk of like man i you know i i will use this at tailgates i'll use this yeah. at barbecues i'll use this as my home stereo and i i want something that's real performance so that was sort of the vision that's how that kind of came about and it's sitting in the back seat and i should mention uh this episode of carcon carne recorded at el carito on lincoln avenue the tacos are so good good enough that i'll be going back in and buying more when we're done recording the, the fish tacos were amazing. Oh, they're delicious. They are. Um, and we're also in front of a Foremost Liquors, and people are walking out with big smiles. It's Taco Tuesday. Lots of beer coming in and out of there. Uh, dude just walked by with a big bottle of Hennessy. He's going to have a good night. <laughs> he's, he's ready to rock. I'm sure he will. All right, so in the back seat, we have the, 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 the figurehead product. Yeah, this is so. This has been a huge. I don't know. I can see it. This has been a huge success for us. This is the highest rated. There are twenty thousand Bluetooth speakers on Amazon. Are you uh, making that number up? Or is that for real? Uh, no, that's for real. Uh, twenty thousand uh, Bluetooth speakers yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, that's counting every color and every brand and every variation. But there are twenty thousand. On, Seems on like Amazon. a pretty easy market to penetrate. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's not crowded. That's the beauty <laughs> of this market. It's wide open. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. We could have gone into something like loaves of bread or something right. <laughs> uh, but uh, and and uh, we are the, actually number two selling speaker over two hundred dollars you know uh, and uh, you know certainly the top I don't know, you know tenth of a percent or something and the the highest the single highest rated you know 4.8 4.9 stars is virtually nothing like that and, and Joe you're talking about the size this is still a very manageable size I mean, it's not like you're bringing a new refrigerator into the house. Uh, no, it's a, you know, it, it, you know, it fits squarely. This is just like it is. The back seat of your car uh-huh. uh, fits in, and you know, it certainly is uh, manageable. Uh, you know, as far as that goes, it's you know, it's not going to go in your backpack. And, but yeah, we didn't say the portable. name of the product. Uh, this is the Exos Nine E E X O S Dash Nine, but you can look for Iowa A I W A on on uh, um, Amazon. You'll find it. Or, or Google and uh, yeah, but this is, this is it. And I mean, the you know the sound quality is really uh, you know. Well, let's talk about the sound quality because I, I think people listening to the podcast or even watching on Facebook Live will be interested in what you can do with it. Sure. How you can manipulate the sound. Uh, Adrian says that's pretty slick. Oh, just wait, Adrian. Uh, yeah, manipulate the sound. So look, there's a you know again a little bit of a you see this big uh, volume knob. Right. Um, you know. Uh, the ergonomics for working it from the uh, front seat of your car are perfect. I mean, we really designed it to, uh, to be operating in <laughs> so exactly this way. But so you see, you got an EQ here. So I mean, look, you got a five-band EQ. Mm-hmm. You can, um, uh, you know, adjust the bands. It's kind of a little bit of a throwback feature, but it's very, you know, it's kind of common sense. You can set these presets. So you know, uh, there's a battery save mode to really get. Um, but yeah, really clean and easy to use. Yeah, and uh, we'll see how this translates. I want to say hi to Alan Farkas, who's watching. Um, 
we'll see how this translates in the podcast and uh, on video. Uh, but let's let's play something off your phone. Sure. Uh, Do you have something queued up on your phone? Uh, I hope so. What, what do you listen to? Looking at Spoon. Oh, now what? Uh, yeah, sleep. That's Joe's back. <laughs> that's my back. Right, let me pair it here. So we're about to listen to the Exos Nine in a car as we're doing the Facebook Live, as we're doing the podcast. Joe, the former CEO of Iowa, now just the chairman. Uh, now just the chairman, exactly. Um, and you can get this on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, in fact, that's really where we recommend you get it. Although we take care of all our all of our customers. So there's a, a very... Do you have a birthday club? If I give you my email address, do I get like a, a free cone uh, every year? We, no, we have a very... Actually, our, our, uh, our mailing list, uh, so you go to uh, iowa.us.com, uh, we have a very kind of... Uh, uh, good mailing list too we get a lot of good offers you know when spoon doesn't play through the big speaker kind of sounds like billy joel <laughs> you're right you're right uh, for a second i thought i was hearing only the good die young there we go here we go yeah you could have alexa or google home play your music for you but if you like music if you like the sound, the immersion, this is what you want to hear it on. Right. Well, I mean, look, you know, you're talking about Alexa or you're talking about, you know, these small speakers. Um, you know, there's no coverage under, you know, 100 hertz or, you know, even mm -hmm. higher. What does that mean? You are talking about 20-some keys on an 88-key, you know, piano. Like, there's a lot of music. You're talking about, you know, almost two octaves. Like, yeah. You know, you know that that's 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 material. You can't just chop that off. And no matter how much you do with your digital signal processor and try to move that up so it's not totally silent, like it's just not the same. You know. So I mean, that's something where we have a lot of passion. A lot of what we're doing too is is really kind of hitting on that. You know, this is not, um, you know, audiophile. You know, sniffing your wine as you swish it around. This is a material difference. You know, yeah. we're just bringing back some of the almost you know, common sense audio quality that really was important for, for entertaining and, you know, just going beyond this baseline of, you know, you could just hear the music, but, you know, to where you can really enjoy it, experience it. So that sounds amazing. It's a cool looking. Yeah, it's a, it's a very much a mix of, you know, we wanted to have some cues uh, to call back to, you know, the kind of um, home stereo, the bookshelf yeah. unit, that kind of era. And, and, you know, but, you know, but not, not a totally retro piece. I mean, it's a lot of it is what it does for people today, you know, with some callbacks. And again, piggybacking on the folks already know there's value in a home stereo speaker, yeah. you know. All right, so uh, let's kill the music on that. I want to at least hold up the other thing you brought in. Uh, sure. So this is uh, a uh, prototype. A prototype? Uh, yeah, it's a pre-production. Um, not an early prototype, but this is uh, what we call the ARC-1. So these are, as you can see, uh, over-the-ear uh, Bluetooth <laughs> headsets. Wait, this comment's great. Take all my money. I need this now. <laughs> Amazon.com. Uh, this one is not for sale yet, but sign up. Uh, actually, for this one, if you want to get in. So to be the early folks, it's actually labs, L-A-B-S dot Iowa dot co, C-O, uh, See, I thought, I thought that only sold dogs. That's why I didn't go on that site. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, so uh, you can get your Labrador Retrievers, or, or or you can get in on our all of our early programs. So that's a very generous program. If you want to do beta testing, you want to be involved in the stuff, you want to know about it. Uh, we were very aggressive about facilitating kind of our early adopters. Uh, it's a very loyal group, and, and, and we take that very seriously. So, yeah, if you want to know about that, uh, either one of the mailing list labs will be sooner. Uh, these are, are really uh, something we're proud of. I mean, these are at the very highest level of quality, you know, in the in the Bluetooth market, and they're going to be priced at $199. You're not cheap, but you really get, you know, B&O, B&W, um, Sennheiser kind of mm -hmm. level quality at a, at a mainstream See, price. Now, I'm, I'm wearing Sennheiser headphones right now. Right. So this is, you know, I, I mean, I haven't, we haven't gone head to head. Those are kind of uh, strong references, but you know, the Sennheiser Wired, they're obviously famous for their, for their um, uh, sound quality, you know, both wired and wireless. Um, but you know, you look at probably what's comparable to that, um, you know, Sennheiser, you're talking about four or $500 mm -hmm. um, and they're great. They're great headphones, um, you know, but these are really the same way. So these have, um, uh, fiber reinforced cones with an actual dynamic surround so they're like real speakers you know not the usual kind of nylon you know flimsy thing you're gonna let me try this right uh yeah i don't have these pair i gotta pair this to uh to something i can pair it to my phone but um but yeah listen for yourself but these are so anyway and these have a great uh you know high-end chipset they can actually show you the um the battery life and nearly dead because you know i came so prepared let me just feel how they feel. um but yeah, let me have, pair I have, these I have a large two, head. Uh, Very comfortable, and every I can't hear myself talk. So yeah, they've got solid isolation. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you like the uh, the protein leather. These are they're nice. Um, yeah, after taking off the Sennheisers, these always feel very heavy on my head. These are not heavy at all. So Joe is finding something for me to listen to. I'm not too picky. Or are you just trying to pair it? I'm trying to pair it mm -hmm. first, but uh... oh, here we go. We're listening to Modest Mouse. Wow, that is a very full sounding music experience. Yeah, that is, that is wow. Very full, very you know, kind of accurate. A lot of you know, uh, it's you know, immersive. Resolution, immersive. Yeah, th these are these are, um, you know, we put a lot of effort into those headphones. I wow. think they're really. Um, very, very solid performance. I think they're as good as anything on the Bluetooth, uh, anything on the Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, those are stunning. Really um, and again, you know, a lot of what we do is, you know, it, our internal code name for this is double the hardware. And what that means is, you know, instead of going to retail, instead of having all this marketing kind of fluff and the extra stuff, we put twice the hardware into our components as our competitors. You know, we sell, you know, direct quasi direct through Amazon online and, and you know warehouse clubs and that literally allows us to put you know double the bill of materials cost into all the hardware and and we do that in areas that matter so again it's not you know swishing around your 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 wine in a glass audio file you know listening yeah, yeah. in your quiet room it's really material it doesn't make a material difference can you sound it you know can you hear it and say wow and that's really is distinctly different from you know what I was using before listening to music is it, paramount to me it's one of the most important things i do personally recreationally i love the way that sounds and i love the way that sounds so i mean you're making products that music fans 
in particular, I think, would just adore. Yeah, I think I think music fans and the people, that's exactly the, the, the target. You know, music is important to me. You know, I really care. I care about the emotion of the music. And I can hear the difference. And, you know, the music has more of an emotional pack by your, you know, by your equipment. That's what we really strive for. Um, and, and, you know, and I think these devices, we have... Uh, in-ear uh, earphones that do a similar function those are dual driver mm-hmm. um, but always the same goal you know can we you know can we achieve the technical uh, benchmarks to deliver more emotion to your parties to your listening experience to you know to you uh, individually if you're if you're listening with headphones or earphones so that's that's the goal I mean you know and if it doesn't matter to someone who puts them on and loves music I think you capture it beautifully then we've failed yeah, and, you know, and, and, and so far, I, I think we've been successful with that. All right. Now, before we wrap up, uh, for the people watching on Facebook Live, uh, you already told the story when we recorded the podcast. But what's the first memory you have of me in high school? <laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't ask this. But my first memory is that James and I were horsing around. We just got out of gym. We were getting in the locker room and we were play fighting. And I connected with you right on the chin. Not yep. hard, and you didn't get knocked down, but it was enough where you're like, hey, man, you hit me. What the hell's the matter with you? And I have felt terrible for 30-some years or whatever. But I'm glad we could work through it. I'm glad we, we could eat tacos. and Become friends again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it all comes back around. Don't you find, or maybe you don't find, uh, I know as I age and as I mature, I let go of so much BS. Like oh, I, yeah. I mean, grudges bitterness all that stuff like i just i life's too short don't care and there's just so much going on that you just yeah. can't hold on to it it's like it falls off the side of the plate like you know, exactly if I had right the capacity to remain bitter and hold on to that maybe i would but that was long that ship sailed long ago <laughs> <laughs> all right joe Bourne, iowa uh, again if people want to and they should uh get their hands on these products uh amazon and then your website is uh yeah iowa dot us dot com uh again you can sign up for the mailing list uh there uh or labs dot iowa dot co it's not just dogs uh, it's not just dogs anymore <laughs> and uh and uh sign up for those mailing lists um and uh, connect with us uh you know on facebook as well i'm i'm there all the time and uh so uh, there's there's a lot of means you go to one of those two sites and you'll get the whole picture but we're you know we're very uh, we participate in a lot of ongoing discussion and uh, and and you know great products so please do sign up for those mailing lists and you'll get the free uh, birthday Sunday or whatever it is that we don't <laughs> offer <laughs> but, the birthday cone <laughs> the birthday cone right but there there are, there are, there are genuinely good things I swear <laughs> I won't, uh, all right this Exos Nine is badass uh, this is you know if you live in an apartment great way to really get to know the neighbors uh if you live in a home this is something you want to have uh just for your own just musical immersion it's awesome joe Bourne. i am so glad after decades we can still connect hang out and have fun in the liquor store parking lot absolutely i don't think if you'd have told us 30 some years ago that you know you and i would be back hanging out in the uh parking lot outside of formal our 18 year old selves would have been all that impressed but we can promise them there's more to it it's okay I, i know if i if i had told my or if I knew back then that I'd be doing a radio show in my car, I, I, nothing would make sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was selling coffee cups out of my uh, out of my car the other day, uh, so you know. But there's more to it. I'm there's I'm, clearly I'm, more I'm to it. Say to my 18 year old self. So yeah. All right, Joe Bourne. Thank you. Thank you. And thank okay. you for watching on Facebook Live. This will be on carconcarne.com soon. So thank you again.